Cause I'm about that You know, just finding where my passion is and that like, you know, it, it's now or never. Yeah. You either do it now, or it's never going to happen. There's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow. You know, if you're going to go through life, you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way. This is a podcast all about business, entrepreneurship, making your passion your paycheck, people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass. On today's episodes of the Now or Never podcast, we have special guests Sean and Mindy Harley, who are owners of I Think Fit Gym, Rock Solid Nutrition, Social Empire, and so many others. Today's episode is about how the hustle never stops, all the new things they are doing from acting in movies to South Africa to how they're growing the nutrition business across the country. Truly, the hustle never stops with these two. Today's special guests are Sean Harley and Mindy Harley. Uh, they own Rock Solid Nutrition. They're owners of I Think Fit Gym. Um, Mindy Harley is known as the social media, I don't want to say guru, but I kind of wanted to. I mean, it's, you're the talk of the town when it comes to anybody who needs help with social media. And I know it's been suggested to us about, I don't know, 30 times. So, uh, <laughs> and thanks for coming on to the podcast, the Now or Never podcast with my wife, obviously here as well. As I think it's kind of cool because you guys really are the indefinite embodiment of power couple, especially if you're here in Omaha in the Midwest. Um, we're kind of a power couple with power parents, I guess, because we have a lot of kids. But super parents. Super parents. We got six, you know. So I think the big thing that we're finding with entrepreneurs and business, especially in the Midwest, is there's not a lot of representation here. You know, you have your Gary V. It's awesome. I actually, you know, I bought seven copies of his last book for my entire staff. I'm pretty sure like one or two of them read them. I made my wife read it and I made my daughter read it. But, you know, he's East Coast. It's just it's there's a different relatability to the kind of you know environment you're in, the kind of business climate you're in. And I know like Tony Robbins, which I love. I mean, self-help guru or whatever, but I've got every CD series, well, CD series, tape series. That makes me sound really old. It dates me. Um, but, you know, but he's West Coast. And, track. What's that? My 8-track tapes? I'm not that old. I mean, I look old, but I'm not that old. The CD kit. The CD kit. kit. I had the kit, the big, oh, yeah, it was yeah. awesome, you know. And uh, every traveling salesman had one back in the day. So, um, but, you know, I think from the Midwest, we're looking for, we have so many people reaching out to us, these young entrepreneurs, our daughter being one of them, that looking for guidance. So I love watching people who are literally making it and still doing it and still now or never no matter what so i guess uh start me out we'll start with sean like how did you get into you know your own gym and your own supplement line like what did, i know you're from nebraska you're a small mm -hmm. town um tell me about it yeah yeah from nebraska grew up uh in richland nebraska well, we grew up in the country richland was the closest village to us uh, <laughs> Columbus and Schuyler. oh yeah and so yeah i went to a super small little country grade school I had eight people in my eighth grade class. Wow, eight. Yeah. That's small. So no, you know, no weight room or anything there. No, we had basketball was our only sport we had there. Uh, I would actually drive to Skyler to the next town over to play football at that age. And that's kind of about when I started lifting too, just the old sand filled weights at home. Oh yeah. I'm not having oh, a clue what I was doing. Everybody so. had one of those sets in the basement. So yeah, 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 yeah. the old narrow uh, bench. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Really shaky. So yeah, anyways, that went to college in Fremont here, played football, and after college, kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life at that time. I was a business management, uh, business marketing major, double major, graduated cum laude, did really well. Um, but then upon graduation, it's like, what do I do with this now? And so I just went on the yeah. job interview circuit, it's like car financer, insurance salesman, and all these jobs I just really didn't see myself doing at the time. Um, 
But luckily I had an old college football teammate who had, he quit our sophomore year and he moved out to California to uh, be a GNC franchisee with another guy from his small town. And so got the opportunity to go out there and work for them. So they had about five franchisees out there at the time. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, after about two years of that, I was able to buy into a franchisee. I was part owner of one of those and uh, went pretty well. And that's kind of when I got into the fitness modeling. And I think uh, we were down, we had to be around San Diego that same time, I think, because that's kind of when I was trying to get the GNC franchise business with the talkies and the. Uh, yeah, talkies. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I think, yeah. I think a lot of people came from those guys. It's kind of crazy. People yeah. realize how much of the nutrition industry comes from the Midwest because mm. the talkies were like the number one franchisee, like mm. overall stores in the United States at the time. And, and then obviously Weedle and GNCs here who yeah. started complete nutrition and yeah. and then my my crazy ass decided like I could do one too, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it's it, it, I think I felt I felt very blessed to start out with those guys myself just because yeah, it was an yeah. inside view and that they kind of the inside secrets without having to learn it on my own. But yeah, yeah, and they were you know small town Nebraska guys, oh yeah, doing it big, you know, and so really down to earth guys and really great to learn from, and so yeah. it was a great opportunity for them to invite me in and. Um, helped set me up in a franchise and oh, get yeah. things going. And that's kind of how I got into the supplement world, I guess. That's yeah. where that all started. And uh, spent about five years out there. About nine months of that, I moved to L.A. I sold my my part of the franchise, moved to L.A. I was doing the actor model thing for about nine months. And then at the time, wasn't really feeling that. I was, you know, yeah. young and green and lonely in the big city. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go from, you go, well, you go from Skyler, Nebraska to Los Angeles. Yeah. Like it's, it's a little bit of a job. It's, it's definitely a shock, but very thankful for the experience and the opportunity and just the, you know, the, the eye opening that you get when you live in another big city. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be great for everybody in the Midwest to just go live on a coast for a while. Change your perspective big time. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just get a wider world view, you know, living out there amongst uh, a different demographic of people. And uh, so, yeah. And so after that kind of ran its course, my good friend from college, Heath Murray, was here being a personal trainer. And so he kind of set me up as a personal trainer at the facility he was at. So I was kind of working there part time and then doing in-home training after that. And uh, then we decided to kind of partner up on a fit camp. And this is out at Going Vertical. Um, just a really big indoor kind of sports training facility. I actually did my internship there. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Back when we used to be over at uh, Rockbrook, I worked out there oh, yeah. and back, way back. So yeah. I was like 20, 21 years old, something like that. Yeah. So that was kind of my first gig here at Omaha. And then I, like I said, I was doing in-home training. So I fell in with some pretty good families there. And then uh, I started running these kind of group workouts out of there. Fit camp, and that's kind of where that started. Yeah, and then he kind of saw that that was doing well, and wanted to partner up with me. And so he, you know, spent a hundred bucks and bought some yard signs and <laughs> stuck them out <laughs> on the corners around the city. Oh yeah, <laughs> the guerrilla marketing at yeah. its best, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and then that's really where it all started. And so after that, we started getting a little bigger clientele coming to these classes. And at the time, we were selling them uh eight ball nutrition stuff oh yeah eight ball yeah. Oh, yeah a long time and the products were not that great and they kept jacking the price up on us and you know we didn't really love what we were selling and you know i through my gnc days i had kind of the experience of getting into contract manufacturing and yeah. starting our own line and so we started with just a fat burner and brought that out and that was under the name Sensei Nutrition at the time. Oh, yes. Really ugly label. Really brown amber bottles. Um, but anyways, the formula was great and the people loved it. And so yeah. that's kind of where we started the supplements. And then 
after about two runs of that, we switched over to Rock Solid Nutrition. Um, I say that's a better name. I'm yeah, going to yeah, go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely. And at first we had the old wings and the rock and roll kind of look, the old, the old English font. And, uh, you know, we were both kind of rock and roll fans. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, ran that for a while. And that's when we started making proteins and pre-workouts and amino acids and BCAAs at the time. And uh, yeah, after about a year of that, we rebranded and we're in about our third rebranding now. And I think we're finally kind of got a good look that, yeah. we, that we want to have. But when did you guys start the, or get into the I Think Fit Gym? We opened this facility here in 2008. And so it was like, you know, 2006 is when I moved back from Cali. And so, yeah, it was pretty quick. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really big facility too. I mean, it's like 13,000 square feet and we were just two personal trainers, you know, with no money behind us other than our own. And, uh, to jump in this seven year lease on this. Oh yeah. Know, <laughs> it was during the recession place. too. Place. Yeah. During the recession and with nothing but. We started that with, we had one medicine ball and one kettlebell that we had. Using <laughs> <laughs> go vertical equipment, right? And those are just a couple things that we had bought. So we started just running camps in there in a big empty building with, you know, minimal equipment and bodyweight stuff. And then um, saved up and then we were able to throw a bunch of money down and kind of get our basic equipment in there. And Yeah. Well, that's crazy. It's like right after the recession. I mean, we think everybody took a hit. In the recession, I did. I mean, yeah. that's, that's when I, it was like 2008, 2009, pretty much lost my house in Sioux Falls and moved down here and finally was like, yeah, if I'm going to be broke and miserable, I might as well be broke and happy doing something I like doing. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I sold everything I owned and put it all into one store on 120th and Center. And yeah. like, all right, they're going to come in. Yeah, that didn't happen. So uh, <laughs> I got, you know, about $100 worth of yard signs and started putting them around town. And this go. got yelled at by the, every time I got a, a police officer call over, you can't do that there. I'm like, hey, did I mention we have a policeman's discount? Why don't you come over to my store? So I was actually kind of happy when they used to, you know, write me, write me uh, fix it tickets <laughs> to pick them up. Uh, it was a marketing technique. And uh, yeah, I mean, go. it's, I think our first month ever I did. $3,000 in sales total, mm -hmm. August, 2010. And uh, the funny thing was it was 2000 of that was bought by Shane and myself for our friends to bribe them to come in the store, just to come <laughs> in the door. And, and I think yesterday they did like double that at just one of my stores in one day. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's amazing the yeah. the transition. It's still not even like real to me at all. But so then Same. you <laughs> have a whole different story. Yeah. So take me back to the beginning. Oh, jeez. Uh, beginning. Okay. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit similar with Sean's as well and going to school and just not having that sense of, I know what I want to do and being surrounded by, you know, your classmates that are like, oh yeah, I'm going into nursing. I'm going into this and da, da, and you're just like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what I want to do, yeah. but I was, I was really good in, in school. I was taking, you know, graphic design. I was doing, um, business and retail as well, you know, I excelled in science. And I was just like, I still don't know how all these can fit together. And I wanted to, I wanted to go to school for graphic design. I decided that. And I was really fortunate that my parents never, you know, had this idea that, you know, you're going to go to this university, like you should do this, or you should do this with your life. So I was really fortunate with that. My dad told me early on, do what you love, the money will follow. And I think that was like a really good blessing to have from your parents just to be like, oh, just go and do that. And my dad, my dad was an entrepreneur himself. You know, he, he had his own business, construction business. Um, then when he retired from that, you know, he started like a different business or a different business. So, I mean, oh, yeah. it was just, I was just always around that. And from my parents' side as well, like my mom was like the really strict, 
You know, I come home with like the B plus. Well, why didn't you get the A? So I go to my dad first. Be like, Dad, I got a B plus. Oh, good job, honey. Mom, I got a B plus. Why didn't you get an A? Shit. <laughs> well, Dad was happy. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the opposite with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was, I, and I, and I always had that constructive criticism from my mom and stuff like that. So I was, you know, I felt like I was well rounded enough to um, kind of just follow follow my heart enough, right? Like so, after I graduated. I didn't actually end up getting into the course that I wanted to for graphic design. I was absolutely crushed. And it was really funny because my best friend and I had both planned on going into the same school together. She was, um, there's going to be some days that she was sick and stuff like that. And sometimes I like doodle on like her work for her portfolio and stuff to get in. We, we just thought we were both going to get in together and she got accepted and I didn't. Oh shit. And I was like, ah, oh. so I still kind of took some courses in college for it. But then at one point I was just like, all this teacher is doing is photocopying these pages out of the book and giving it to us as our homework. I was like, that is bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm paying good money for this. And you're photocopying uh, pages out of a book from the bookstore that I can get for 30 bucks. And you're giving this to us as our coursework. Oh, that's the same thing I found in business college was like oh, the book I had to buy. You had to buy was their book. Yeah. yeah. You're going to talk about it the whole time anyways. Bucks. Exactly. exactly. And you can't return it or you get five bucks back. I'm like, yeah. this is a racket and maybe I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so it, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. You know, I was just, I was done. It was kind of like the last straw. I was like, you know what? Screw this. <laughs> like I'm out of here. And again, I didn't, I didn't still didn't have that. Okay. What am I going to do? So I was young. I was like in my twenties yeah. and you know, I, I got a, a full-time job um, being a, a dealer in a casino which was a big leap for me because I excelled in business, science, art. I was horrible in math. So, <laughs> so, and, but they have a whole way of teaching you, you know, mathematical equations for like dealing cards. And I turned out to be really good in that. It was a great job, great pay, great benefits, great holidays. I could do like my, I got into bodybuilding. I could do, you know, eat every three hours if I had to. It was great. So I did that for a while. And then I got into um, into makeup, got back into artistry, worked at Mac Cosmetics, got in there with no um, professional training to be a uh, to be an artist, to be a makeup artist, which was like a really big leap apparently back in the day. Oh, definitely. And so I did that for many years, worked my way up into management, um, got the job out in Vancouver, started again kind of from the bottom as well, and. Then at that point, and it was around 2000, I guess, what, 2008, 2009? Yeah, 2009, I moved out to Vancouver. And then 2010 uh, is when I started doing the social media stuff. All of a sudden, you know, was Facebook and Instagram came out like 2010. And I was in the fitness industry. And there were supplement companies that, you know, I would, you know, try to get in for a sponsorship with. And part of my, you know, bartering with them was, well, you know, I'll run your social media for you. And back then you had to explain to them like why you need a social media page, yeah. why you need a community. And it was a really hard sell. And so I would do that for them. And I was also working for another company, kind of like a, um, a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I was, so they're kind of working as a mentor for me and like showing me like the ropes with like social media marketing as well. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that and then I was doing it kind of on the side while I was doing the makeup thing and it's kind of being torn by that because I just loved Love the social media stuff, love the data, love the analytics, love building the community, love connecting with people. And 2014, it came around that I could start doing it full time. I had already left my job at Mac. I was living in a different country at the time. And 
I had the opportunity to do full-time. And it was at a time where I had already taken a hiatus from the fitness industry, from social media. I needed a break. I was like, oh, it's just, you know, you know yeah. you, like we were just talking earlier oh, yeah. for the fitness industry. And I was like, I just need to step away from you guys. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and it was like, do I really want to throw myself back into the fire? Yeah. Again, I was like, oh, but I was like, this is something I really want to do. I really love it. So I did it. And it was still um, hard to get businesses to adopt into the idea that they needed, they still need social media, even in 2014. That Which they is crazy to, to me. Like, it's just absolutely you know, insane. You know, I had the, I had the, it was my, it was my trainer actually since 2005 that I was running his social media for, for his personal training for his contest prep business. So that's what I was doing full time. And then I was still trying to like, okay, let's see if I get more work. And it was actually another, this was before Sean. So it was another supplement company. Um, I had a connection uh, with, and I took a look at their social media and I looked at, I was like, what's going on with these numbers? You know, and I kind of did a deep dive and I got connected with them full time after I did a deep dive and showed them their, their audit and everything. They went, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, they, yeah. and they hired me on. I was fortunate enough to work with them. And then at 2015, I met Sean. And well, we got I, ready. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we're now we're now we're together. <laughs> and I gave up that position and then I started off on my own at 2000 in 2015. And again, still still hard, still I've given that up. Now I'm only doing social media for Rock Solid. I only have like a couple clients and I'm, you know, just like scraping by kind of thing. You know, it's just like let's try to get more clients in. Let's try to get more clients in. And no one still is like, oh, it's too much. And I'm not even charging that much for management, but it's still as a business, they're still like, they still don't see the ROI yeah. on it. So it was still like a tough sell. So in 2016, I flipped the switch and I was like, well, if people can't afford it, but people still need it. And I still passionately believe in the power of it. And I know just everyone needs it. I'm like the mompreneur. Oh, if you're yeah. an MLM, if you're, you know, the barbershop on the street, like, Everyone needs it, exactly. guys. Oh, definitely. So exactly. now it's going to be, what can I do to serve these people? Because obviously at whatever rate I'm charging for management, these guys can't afford it yet. The mom and pops can't afford it yet. And I want to help the mom and pops. So I switched it over and I started doing the, the coaching yeah. instead. And that's where it took off for me. So I started Social Empire, trademarked it, everything, started my own business with that. And it was just I look back now and it's been like three years of straight hustle. I kind of remember, like think of it as like going to prep for a bikini show is like 12 weeks and you all go right. all in. I was like, I think I just did that. Like the business wise for like the last three years, <laughs> I was like, oh, like I need to come up for air. And yeah, like, and then it's flipped from coaching and all of a sudden now everyone's now we need management. Now we need management. And now they realize because they tried to do it on their own or they thought they could just pay a kid to do it. Cause like now with the, you know, the mindset is if it's, you know, someone that's maybe like a, a baby boomer, you know, they, they think oh, yeah. that, you know, maybe like an 18 year old will, will know what well, to do. No, well, not, yeah. well, that's not necessarily either. There's a lot of 20 year olds that I've coached on that don't know how to do social media either. So, and then their social media goes to, goes out the window and now they realize, well, shoot, we like, we want our time back. We need to have a presence on social media. On social media, we need to have advertising on social media. Okay, I guess we do need to hire someone. So now I have fifteen management clients. That's crazy. I went from two That's awesome. to fifteen for that. So and I still do coaching on the side. I think I found that with you know yes my my daughter's nineteen she's much better at it than I am yeah but and it's I think you agree with that like it's 
management. You can't hire a kid to do it. Yeah. They, they can like physically actually go put the ad up. Yes. But you know, I understand my customer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've done this for a long time. I know exactly how I, what I want to target. I just may lack the understanding of how to target, mm-hmm. but you know, that thing that's just it. I think I've seen that. You're right. With a lot of companies, I got some 17 year old doing it. Really? Why isn't that 17 year old out driving a Maserati? If he's so freaking intelligent, just cause he knows how to put, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. I, think, I think you're right. It, it's, it's, I think we've, like, how old are you guys? Do you mind me asking? 37. <laughs> 39. 38, 37. Got to be 38. I'll be 39 soon enough. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, think, I think that's the thing that everybody listening to this was like, we're still hustling. Mm-hmm. We all are. Yeah. It's, yes, I've heard a certain level of success, but I'm nowhere near where my ambitions want me to be. Yeah. Um, yes, I bite off more than I can chew. This all is the time. common all the time. Um, it, it, this is common knowledge. And I end up buying six tanning beds randomly. <laughs> I get sent to the back of my center store. And then Brittany goes, what do you do? And I'm like, yeah, I need to look up on there how to run these things. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. But it seemed like such a good idea at the time. And, and, and all of a sudden, now we built the second gym a year after the first gym. Now we're expanding the first gym 6,000 square feet. Because a lease deal came open, and I'm like, yeah. why not? I'm already here. Um, and then watch my business partners have heart attacks. So that's just, uh, you know, it, it, but it's funny. Like her, she's, for the first time in her life, is not getting a standard salaried paycheck. She literally is not. She's coming to work for Rexius Industries full-time. Mm-hmm. which is all the companies mm-hmm. and the gyms and she's finished her personal training certification. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, I, I want to train moms. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I want moms who want their ass back. I'm like, I see bumper stickers. Let's do this. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if we can use yard signs with that exact slogan, but yeah. we can get something close, you know, we but make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is that we all know we can make money money if you hustle enough, but yeah. it's, it sucks being in a job that you don't like just for a check. And I think I see way too many yeah. people doing that. So when I see 19 year old kids, like my daughter and the other one's like, yeah, I have college education. Um, I have two master's degrees. Companies pay for those, but I had to pay for my undergrad. I'm still paying for my undergrad. So I mean, that's the thing is like where you speak to these universities and stuff, and, and, and I get your guys because you're both college educated. Like I see some value in it. I don't see the value today that I saw 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not yeah. for what it costs. Mm-hmm. I went to a state school. It is now 450% more expensive. Oof. And I graduated... 16 years ago like they're, they're, no yeah, what? That's crazy. yeah. and it's no guarantee and, no, I, and no. I think that especially in business yes there's a lot of things to learn but there's a lot of things you can learn on your own like you said getting photocopies from a book mm-hmm. I, I'm not anti-college my brothers are doctors one of my other brothers is a lawyer good if you're going to cut me open you better go to school for like 25 <laughs> yeah. years so I'll yeah. okay paying yeah. that bill because I don't want the back of the class yeah. I, I want top line but in business I think 95% maybe you guys can attest to this I think 95% of what we do we learn on the job yeah, there's, there's no the, book for that with the internet we've got all this information to be had and you know it's all I'm sure you're the same way there's a problem you have with your business you can just go on here and somebody's probably been through that problem and there's solutions to be found you know mm-hmm. and it's something that I hope these guys also understand that you know we're like we're taking things to the extreme and that's why I think we take business to the extreme I think you'll find people who are extreme athletes and I look at bodybuilding as an extreme sport I mean yeah. it's about the most time intensive thing I made it to the NFL I got hurt it didn't really make it. I made the tryout and I got hurt. It's my five minutes of fame. Um, and I will say when I did bodybuilding, it was the most intense, longest process ever. And you made it to the Olympia. That's insane. That was tough. That was yeah. You competed like seven times a year or something. Five crazy. a year. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And then, yeah, three more. And I got yes. to one in 2017. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> no, that's in Corona. So let's roll. You know, yeah, you yeah, competed yeah. the whole time too. It was yeah. the last year, wasn't it? Or yeah. Remember? Last year. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
you know, like her and I, they'd be like, you guys going to compete again? I'm like, yeah, six kids <laughs> and 80 hour work weeks. I think it's time for my business to get the majority yeah, of our time. Our kids. Too, is that it it's takes hurt. so much focus, especially at that level when you're doing, you know, trying to get to the Olympia stage, so much focus, so much time, energy, mental energy, like you're always, you know, you're not it's a full-time job trading, you're still thinking about it and you're still, you know, it's always oh, yeah. in your head. And then so other things got to take a back burner just to make room for that, you know? And so. Um, it's really hard to be a hundred percent in business while you're, you know, doing five shows in a year. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know? And, but I also think that people have the mentality to do stuff like that, do so well in business because yeah. we know what it takes. We know yeah. there's extra hours. It doesn't, yeah. it isn't a nine to five kind of position in anything. Yeah. yeah. Nine to fives don't exist for entrepreneurs. No, yeah. No. No. There is no, what do you mean? Weekends off. Are you yeah. kidding me? I've been a weekend off in nine years. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing too. I think with people with social media, they think it's just like such a, fluff job and great way you get to be online all the time it's like even when we go somewhere we go on vacation like i am shocking i'm on my phone like i don't the one day that i get off is christmas day one day a year oh yeah you know so it's like it's not just this fluff thing i get to post and be on instagram all the time right. like it's this is stressful it's stressful work and it's for a mental health aspect it's very damaging for your mental health to be online all that if it's for an average person the amount of time that the average person spends online they're saying whoa 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 that's not healthy mm -hmm. like think of a social media manager that has no choice oh yeah that's and it's just that's so when we take vacation it was a rule because we have 20 some social media accounts in our stores and, and yeah. we form it in and i'm on it most of the time because i i guess as an owner or somebody who's who like and you own your business that mm -hmm. we take the, it as uh, a sense of urgency you know to me that's the same as a person being in front of me in my store that communication, how that communication goes, how fast I respond, all those things. The same as somebody walked in your store and you wait 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And would you say, yeah, we have five colors. No, you wouldn't. You never would be on a business. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. I treat social media as retail. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an extension. It's an extension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, she, and she's very understanding. She helps <laughs> a lot with it. And I think it's when we take vacations, it's like, okay, I'm not touching my phone mm -hmm. for like five days. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't get very many vacations. We get one a year, maybe at best, mm -hmm. but it's just kind of part of it. But I think that's, that's what I want the younger people when they listen to these kind of podcasts, these video series is to understand that I hear it all the time. Yeah. Two, three years buy that car. I'm like, Oh, that's adorable. You think the, the yeah. you think the hustle's done at 25. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I'm going to be 40. Yeah. I'm not even close. But yeah. I, I, but it is the freedom though. At the same point, I'll say this: I'm working because I want to. I yeah. think you'll say you're doing it because you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's and I mean, it's great. It's great to have a goal to have a car. But at the same time, it's when I when I first started my coaching um, business, and I you know I made I I launched. I had a really successful launch with my coaching packages. I went to Marshalls and I treated myself to one ninety nine dollar Michael Kors purse. Oh yeah, and the rest invested back built the website, everything else invested back. I'm still driving my car. It's a 2007. Oh, yeah. I'm finally considering getting a new car after three years of going, okay, breathe a little, <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, and it's, it's like, don't don't go don't go don't go and chase don't go and chase the material yeah, objects because you're stuck and then, I think that's the biggest thing with the way the system is and that's I think that's and my beef isn't with college so per se it's the debt yeah. that's accumulated and it locks people down yeah and that that's that's that that's an indentured servitude in today's society is you can't go start that business you can't take that risk you got to stay working for the man because you have a seven hundred dollar a month payment here and you have a thousand dollar payment there and you can't take the risk because in less than sixty days most people have any savings. Yeah. 60 days they can't make their obligations and yeah. i think that's what sucks yeah. and yeah i mean i'm my my employees will tell you i'm crazy about it like because in, they, i finally got a new car 
It's only because my daughter wrecked her other one, so she got mine. <laughs> yeah. But somebody else, what do you think of my car? I go, the fact that the CEO drives the oldest car and the, the oldest vehicle in the entire company should tell you something. Yeah. And now I finally got a new one. They're like, why? Well, of course, me, it's like, oh, I got a lease deal. I get this. Now I can write off that. Trust me, I get this bargain. This homie hooked me up, and I'm all jacked up about the deal I got. Yeah. And then, you know, one of my 18-year-old boys rolls up in a brand-new Jeep that lift kit, the whole works. And I'm yeah. like... Good God, you're not going to have any fun for the next five years as you pay that damn thing. Oh, I just doesn't look entertaining to me. But yeah, you know, I go. So what's I guess next is what's the next big thing for you guys? Any big plans, uh, business or otherwise? Or? Well, we're uh, getting into the movie business. Yes, yeah, so you guys just did. A, you guys, you were down in South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be going back in June to do the filming of this movie. And so yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Been yeah, acting class here in Omaha. Yeah, yeah, preparing for that. That is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we luck- we lucked out with the uh, the teacher for it. She just happens to be in the building right next door to us. Oh, so really wild well, how it worked out. Yeah. yeah, like how could be? And she's from LA. She has an acting school out there in LA, but ended up in Omaha because her husband got a job out here and stuff. Yeah, so I was like, kid. couldn't worked out better. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. So yeah, yeah. it's been pretty exciting. We spent like five weeks out there in November, December, and. Uh, that was just a lot of pre-production kind of stuff. And we also had the opportunity to just travel around South Africa, too. They just kind of I saw it like, social media there. look cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looked beautiful. And, yeah. Yeah. Does that mean the mustache is coming back? <laughs> uh, he, had, he had the best mustache from Manchu. I loved it. And I was like, I looked at Brittany, I'm like, I'm growing that out. She goes, well, yours will be half white. <laughs> That's just mean, but it's true. Yeah. So, it was fun for the first, like, yeah. two, three months, and then it started getting a little old. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun for, like, the, for the first month. First month, and I was like, I miss your face. What is your face? I miss your face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, honestly, that's funny about you, the social media. It was the funniest thing was you put up post no matter what it was, and there'd be all this engagement on like, what's this? Is the stash staying? Is the stash going? Like, what's up with the hair? Oh, yeah, you know, and it's. Uh, mustache needed its own social media profile. What's that? It said his mustache needed its own social you, yeah, media profile. So, <laughs> actually, somebody made that suggestion, you know. Yeah, well, we, we've suggested we should have our own reality show at our house. So, Chad, Chad, Chad Cunningham over there. Chad and I have been friends since we were uh, six years old. Uh, we grew up together. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the film industry for a long time, and he's over at our house. Our kids, he goes, "You guys really should have your own TV series." I'm like, "I don't know if we'll make cable. No. We're not. HBO, we might make network. HBO the network. Otherwise, it's gonna be a YouTube series because it's, <laughs> it's as close to acting as I think we'll get. Because yeah. in fact, I've only sworn twice since we started this one. Is shocking. To me, so I'll definitely awesome. start on YouTube, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's. I'm excited to see what this one does, and and uh, I don't know. Our kids are like. Are, our kids, kids are all running around. Yeah. Our kids are not shy. They're not camera shy. I think no. that's also because they've grown up in the social media realm and I've mm-hmm. let them have YouTube accounts way younger than they're supposed to. I'm like, own that shit. Mm-hmm. Do it. If you want to be a gamer, you want to be a programmer, you want to be a video makeup artist, I'm like, own it. Yeah. Which is so weird because all your parents are like, they're, they're spending too much time and they're not learning to communicate. I go, they're pretty much communicating 24 7. They're better at communicating with their generation than you are. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. on it all the time. Like, I, I still want to be able to shake a hand, look somebody in the eye, and do, you know, you know, yeah. the small town farmer in Nebraska, look, guy, man, shake, you know, shake his hand, look him in the eyes, be mm-hmm. like, I want that, but I, I got no problem with the name of it. I know. Yeah. That's a future. I mean, that's it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Back. You know, and it's, I think, and Gary Vee said this too with children, stuff like that, where they, the parents want to eliminate their time on the phones and take away their tablets and everything else, but you're really crippling them for the future. Sure. Exactly. You know, if you don't let them be on a phone or figure out a tablet or be on the laptop, you're crippling them for the for the future of what they're going to be 
that's going to be their life. Well, it is. And like for us parents, like we don't know what they're doing. I'm like, well, that's called being a parent. We're, we're on it. She's <laughs> yeah. on it better than I am. You know, yeah. I find out about stuff that I'm like, oh, that's got to go. Uh-uh, that, that, delete that app now. But, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, same point. We got to trust our kids and teach them to be functional adults and make mm-hmm. decisions, cause mm-hmm. a consequence like anything else. But yeah. it's just, just, it's part of parenting. Yeah. You don't let your three-year-old go run out in the street when there's cars. Mm-hmm. So you don't let your 13-year-old, you know, not have an idea what's on his phone either. I just think it's just part of parenting. I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it as opportunity and yeah. hopefully one of them makes it and they can buy us some really cool vacation. <laughs> <out there. laughs> so, awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on now or never. Thank really you. appreciate yeah, it. And it's, it's awesome. And seeing, other, you know, a couple of Omaha that's Midwest and now and just and people can look up to you guys and learn a lot. I think that's awesome. So appreciate it. Awesome guys. Yeah, Thank you. Guys. Thank right. you. People often ask me how I have the energy to do everything, especially things like this podcast. And it's because at Rexy's Nutrition, we carry things like A-Cuts, which is a pop replacement. It's a coffee replacement. It's healthier. It's amino acids. Helps me burn fat. Gives me the energy to get through the day, but also reduce my stress levels. And it tastes great. And honestly, I drink it by the gallon load because, well, I have six kids and I work 80 hours a week. 